Hey, can you hear me now? Ah, I can. I had my speaker on the wrong setting. First time setting up all the equipment in the new house. Man, how, how is everything going after the move? It's going good. We're, uh, I think we're settled in pretty well. Still have, uh, we probably need another bookshelf at least. Um, Just start putting them in, in piles on the floor. Well, that's what we've been doing so far. And then assign each pile a number and then just keep a spreadsheet <laughs> of which which books are you know, my my grandpa, like his bookshelves, uh he had a rudimentary organization system and it was this. So he had them all on shelves, but and this was way before I existed. Uh but all of his books, like I saw this after he died, they all had like these little stickers at the base of the spine. They would have like a, a letter or a number or something. So his books were in completely random order on his shelves. So one day he just made all these stickers, put one on each book, and then kept like a spreadsheet or a note oh. card or something. Wow. So when he wanted to find a book, he would tell him what's what the sticker number was. He just That's went in order. Bad. Yeah. That's not bad. I think that's I mean, how libraries do it. I, <laughs> I feel like that doesn't scale very well. I mean, it, it, he's not running the Library of Congress. <laughs> two bookshelves. That, Brian, did you use moving as an opportunity to get rid of some books and other things? Yeah. Uh, not so much books, but definitely other things. That's what I did when I moved here. I thought, okay, You're great. Box of books. In fact, it was perfect timing. I hadn't planned to do this, but when I did my big reading initiative, that was just mm. a year and a half, I think, before I moved. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll be talking about that, I guess, in, the in a few, few years. episodes. No, a few, yeah. Uh, do you want to do Wheel of Time first, or do you want to do History first? We're we're good with either. Okay. Yeah, let's do History because uh, Melissa's finishing some stuff up. Yeah, I was going to say based on the fact that Melissa's not here, yeah, that, that right. seemed like. I mean, I didn't <laughs> want to assume. I I just didn't want to assume. So That's all right, all right. Is so, my audio quality? It's about quality. the same, better, worse. About the same as season one. Okay. Okay. Just kidding. As, as, about as, <laughs> about the same as last time. Yeah, it sounds. I think it sounds good, Ben. Any Solid thoughts? to me. Okay, just making sure. All right, I might, I might personally put, bring it up a little bit, but no, I think it should be fine. All right, well, I'll just do the intro, then you'll be here, and maybe, well, tell me if you can hear this music, because if you can hear the music, then I might let you do the intro. But if you can't hear it, then that won't work. Tell me if you can hear this. Could you hear that? I don't. I don't hear anything. No problem. All right. So it'll be episode nine hundred and fifty-eight. I'll I'll say the first one. Episode nine hundred and fifty-eight: The History of the Sci-Fi Christian, Season One. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Christian, bringing you theology at warp speed. I'm Matt Anderson. And I'm Ben DiVono. We're back. We're back, and listeners, we are joined by the Sci-Fi Christian historian, or you can call him the archivist, Brian Kozer. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome, Brian. Very, very uh, kind. Uh, did, have I ever told you what my dad does for a living? No. Are you? He's an He's a what? He's an actual historian. Oh my goodness. I had no idea. 
for the uh, for the Air Force. He does. Uh, he goes through a lot of uh, reports and material paperwork and uh, condenses it all and writes histories and. So yep. I I'm sure that your dad works very hard. I just want to point out though, the Air Force is like fifty years old, hundred years old. <laughs> That's not quite the same as you know trying to figure out what Julius Caesar was doing on a Thursday afternoon. That's true, but unfortunately, the Air Force puts out a lot more paperwork than Julius Caesar did. So well, exactly, you know, you, well, you, you just have tedious to, work. Probably well, that's true. That's true. No, that's cool. I'm I'm just making fun of it because I'm a jerk. <laughs> but uh, it's, you're you're supposed to step in and help me out here. No, <laughs> sorry. I I thought I just wanted to see where this went. So Brian, I mean, I feel like we've talked about you very many times on the show, but I'll just go ahead and and do another introduction. Uh, Brian has been listening I mean, since what season did you start? Uh, boy, four, four, five. I was thinking four. So around season four, Brian and his wife, Melissa, start listening to the show. We quickly become friends online. Eventually, when our website, I'm just telling some random facts, Brian, and you can add in other things. Our website needs some uh, updating, I guess you could say. And, and Brian kindly came in and helped us do a, a total refresh. Uh, around that same time, we found out about sfc.blue. sfc.blue, my favorite website on the whole entire internet. It's a, it's basically a fan site. And I'll just say it for the Sci-Fi Christian. So if you want <laughs> yeah. to look at uh, uh, thoughts on the show, it's we have nothing to do with it. It's the archivist who is secretly Brian Kozer. Very secret. Every time I I I plan that I'm gonna have some sort of fictional aspect like oh, i'm gonna pretend i found this website uh i'm gonna pretend that i found this conspiracy website yeah uh it, I, it ends up 10 seconds later i just blurred out that it was me yeah it, yeah so so i i've been uh, trying hard to find when we had oh here it is I, man all that time i finally found it i was trying to find when we were interviewed by rickley james because that will set up what's about to happen okay. here tonight so it looks like episode 929 the 10-year celebration interview. Uh, Rickley James had us on his show. We did a crossover and also posted it right here on the Sci-Fi Christian. And after doing that episode, uh, I was thinking, uh, Ben, you'll have to chime in here. I can't remember how this came about, if you and I were discussing it or if I thought about it later. But during the course of talking about the history of the Sci-Fi Christian on that interview episode, uh, we really only got to seasons one and two. And I was thinking, there are, there's some untapped material here where we haven't really looked back at some of the mid-season. So, but you have to start somewhere. I asked Brian, who's the expert on all things the Sci-Fi Christian, to step into the interviewing role. So, Brian, at some point in this this uh, episode, I'll stop doing an intro and let you take over. And over the course of the rest of the year, we still have uh, many months left of 2021, this 10-year celebration year. Brian will be on the show talking about one season at a time. Tonight, it's season one. Do you think we're Let's actually going to finish them before the end of the year? We are not. <laughs> we might not, but I do like that we started this initiative because I've told you both off the air. Of course, it'll be great to start here with season one because that makes chronological sense. But I'm kind of excited to when we get to like season four, or season five. I don't really remember what we were doing during some of those years. I mean, it will come back Maybe to me. They were terrible. But no, it'll be Maybe great. We had an off year or two. So uh, season one is memorable because it was our first. And season two is memorable because Ben was gone. <laughs> and season three, Ben <laughs> comes back. But then once we start going from there, it's like, what were we even doing on the Sci-Fi Christian? Well, listeners, you're going to find out over the course of this series, the history of the Sci-Fi Christian. 
Brian, do you have anything you want to say in regards to an intro? Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. Kind of like you're saying, some of those years kind of blur together. Like, I mean, like real life, things blur together unless you have something like fifth grade to to uh, stick it to. But uh, it's fun going back and kind of making a narrative, kind of putting a narrative back on on events. So I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, and you have been going through the episodes, I think. Yeah, I don't have it in front of me, but you are up to episode the season five. Season so. five. So yeah, I just looked actually. It's episode four hundred eighty-two. So I mean, you're over halfway through our, all of our episodes, and you've li- I, I believe you've heard all of our episodes. Is that correct, or are there some you're, you're hearing for the first time as you're going through? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I skipped some. Like uh, I just finished reading the uh, Dark Tower series, so I didn't listen to your episodes on that yet. Mm-hmm. I love those episodes, but, but I've I've heard. Probably ninety nine percent at this point. Okay, good. Well, I'm ready. Oh. I've prepared my own okay. thoughts and on season one, oh. but I'm gonna. I want you. Were to, we supposed to prepare? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I did some. I mean, I think I told you earlier today. I, I did some research on season one just to be ready. So I'm. But I, Brian, take it away. All right, and I'm I'm prepared for the first ten minutes until Matt takes over and starts doing the interview, and I'm I'm completely okay with that. Yeah, we, all we all know how this goes. I'm trying. I'm trying. Everybody. Maybe what if Matt just interviewed me about <laughs> season one and you you moderate? No, I need Brian here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, whatever directions you guys end up wanting to go in, take it away. But uh, I thought we could start with um, maybe a couple of those early early things that uh, you didn't get to talk about with Rick, which a uh, uh, great episode with him. I, I really enjoyed that one. Um, you talked about the life report with him. Um, I wondered if you wanted to talk about the lost report, which I think was before you even started. This podcasting. is season zero. I do want to talk yeah. about the lost report. I'm glad you brought it up because the life report got its name from the lost report. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> right. so I, I think long time listeners will know. I just love the TV show lost. In fact, I was just recently thinking about lost and I'm just shocked. Of all the the properties that have been revived, this one is just ready to be revived, and it's just sitting there. I mean, uh, mysteries is yet, it? yeah, mysteries <clears throat> yet unsolved, characters still out there in the middle of the action, living on the island. So, yeah, I I feel like here we are. We're recording this on August third, twenty twenty one. I think definitely within the next five years, it's getting revived. I think even less than that. I I'll say two to three years, we'll hear about a lost revival, likely on Hulu. Lost will not be revived in the next five years. Okay. So, Brian, I know you track predictions on SFC.blue, so put that one one down. Yeah, make special note of that. What Ben just said, listeners, on SFC.blue, one of the cool features of each of the updates for each of the episodes is when we made some sort of prediction five years ago, seven years ago, we'll see. Did that come true? And then Brian tells you right there, if possible. All right. uh, So... Yeah, I love the show. I feel Lost. like you're predicting more what you want to have happen, okay. than what you think will have happened, and that's not the nature of a prediction. So lost, I loved it. I actually started listening to podcasts back in 2005, right around. It must have been right before season two kicked off of Lost, and so Lost is the reason I started listening to podcasts because I knew that there were some conversations out there. I wanted to learn more about the show. I was really wrapped up in the storyline. Uh, and I only bring that all up to say, then when it was finally time for me to do my first media-related thing out on the internet, it was a YouTube channel, well, it was my YouTube page, where I would put out the Lost Report, 
with Matt Anderson. Right. Ben, do you want to take it from here, how you got involved? Well, we, we watched uh, an episode together. Yeah, f- and, I think a few. A few, yeah. And So I usually did the Lost Report alone, but... I don't remember whose house we were at, but we were at somebody's house. Once we were at Nate's house, once we were at Skip's house. Yeah, we, we had Ryan, everybody had the camera set up, and I, I remember this was was quite a wonderful night and this video is probably still out there somewhere but the episode is playing and there's uh there's some some content that matt uh you know is is perhaps not a fan of you're saying what you're saying it's racy yeah there's a little it's it's a little spicy it's a little spicy there's a couple of characters getting a little randy on the island and i remember you reaching over and covering ryan's (laughs) eyes and then on the video, we were like, well, what a night to invite my pastor over to yeah. watch it. It was, it was very, very well done. I couldn't, I still not sure to what percentage you're serious and playing it up. Cause I imagine you were a little stressed out by it, but I think you were also playing it up and it was perfect. Yeah. The loss report was fun. So usually I was alone talking to the, the viewers about my predictions and what I thought about the episode. I actually got quite a, I mean, since I didn't start until the final season, which was in 2010, I surprisingly had quite a few followers from that. But uh, you know, all good things must come to the end. The show wrapped up. Ben had been on it a little bit. Uh, and I wonder, Brian, now that you're asking about the Lost Report, I wonder if it was the lack of Lost and having just done the Lost Report that really set the stage for Ben and I to encourage our pastor, whose name is Skip, to let us do the Life Report. Hmm. Well, and Skipper, saying, or go go ahead, Brian. Oh, I was just going to say, you're saying that Lost being canceled first, your your endeavors. It's possible. I, I just, I, or maybe even if I hadn't been canceled, maybe I would have, I, I guess I like that outlet. I like the media outlet. So YouTube did the trick for me, and then I, I wanted to do a podcast. But like I said, I because of Lost, I had started listening to podcasts five years earlier. So I was already in, I was an early adopter of podcasts. So I was, um, I think I was always interested in having my own. And if I, I feel like if Lost had come around maybe five years later and I had already been interested in podcasts for some other reason, I almost certainly would have had a Lost podcast. Right. And, and skip around that time. So Epic Life launched in the Passers. Yeah, yep. January 2010. I remember in the previous fall, which is when you and I met for the first 2009. time. 2009. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the, the launch team, which we were both a part of, was meeting. And Skip said something to the effect that he wanted everybody to write down what they wanted to do at the church, mm-hmm. and then we'd try and make that happen. Now, I think that might not have been the best thing for Epic Life. It probably wasn't <laughs> the best policy to throw out to your congregation. Right. Write down what you want to do, and we'll help you do that. Right. But it was good for us. Um, and, and so you, of course, that's where I think you initially pitched the podcast idea was through that process. I remember that process. I don't remember specifically... Uh, same podcasting then I remember at the time I was thinking about being a pastor and I might have pitched the idea of me speaking sometimes which did not happen <laughs> well, so he, okay. not everyone's dreams came true at the church but yeah maybe I brought up the podcast and uh, the life report was a natural title because the church was called epic life and I had just done the lost report I mean it, it there's a clear connection it fit so we we that summer I know we recorded our first uh, sample episode. We we did a a practice episode, which was just for us, and we had a little recorder that that sat in between us. It's right over here. I yeah. still own it. Uh, 
and we I think our first episode was on Star Wars, and we did a practice one on Firefly, too. Yes, both of those things are true, but especially the Star Wars thing you said, because that episode did eventually make it out to the feed. I'll see if I can find it. Uh, but uh, I was... I mean, I've always liked science fiction and pop culture and superhero stuff, but I've learned a lot from doing the show and from you. Uh, like, you knew at that point you were way into Star Wars before the right. prequels or sequel trilogy, uh, and you knew a ton of interesting facts. Yeah, that episode was a good one, actually. That was episode 43 called Star Wars. See, I put that out during season two when you were gone. Right. That, that was good. No, but it's kind of interesting that even like we talk about how the life report precedes the sci-fi Christian. But from a certain point of view, you could say there was a proto sci-fi Christian that started first. You're right, because before our practice run of the life report was basically a practice run of the sci-fi Christian. Right. But we didn't right. know that. Yeah. I always point to like the turning point and tell me if you think this is true for yourself also the turning point when we go from life report to sci-fi christian is we I, we mentioned was jesus a zombie on an episode do you think that that is the question that happened in the life report that led to the sci-fi christian yeah that in the john stott book but we're getting ahead no, no, of no, no, ourselves. john stott was way it was after well, that's the sci-fi christian yeah existed. that's true no i'm saying what actually made us think maybe we should have a second podcast? Yeah, I think it was stuff like that. And we probably, I think we had a few side conversations on the Life Report. But when the Life Report launched, I, I wonder if you remember this, is the Life Report was part of a fall because Protestants have this idea of like back to church Sunday as though you take a break during the summer. It's a very strange thing. But uh, there's like this whole back to church push that happens in the fall. And to kick that off, Epic Life was doing a, a study on spiritual disciplines. Oh, yes. And so there's a servant series there. You wrote the I devotional. I wrote a devotional to go along with it. And then. Which I think I have somewhere. Probably. I. I'd be curious to see it. I, I, if I can find it. It's probably not good, but, you know, it's, it's something. And then along with that, that was going to be the inaugural life report series was going to be on the spiritual disciplines. So we'd go along with the servant series. And so we released, and this this is like 10 years ago, isn't that long, but when I say this, it's going to sound like a, a century ago. We released the first two episodes of The Life Report to everybody on CD. Yeah. So when they came to church that Sunday, they got a little baggie. It had a journal in it, it had the, the devotional, and it had a CD with The Life Report. I did not remember that. I do now. You're saying I remember it because I produce those CDs, right? But I had forgotten that's how we did it because eventually they'd have to go to the website to find them. But this yes. is our way of saying this exists. Check it out, right? And boy, did that work. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had some very loyal listeners, but no more than five, right? At the most, and they didn't even like it. What you think that's true? The people that listened didn't like it. I remember early on. I'm thinking of Casey and Josh, for well, example. Casey and Josh, they've always supported us. Yes. But I, the people I know listened, Casey and Josh listened, and, and I know BJ listened. However, very early on, he sent us a list of criticisms. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't remember that. I must tuck those away and not think about it. Yeah, I mean, the Life Report is great. I still think it's a, a really good idea, and I tried to launch it. I just came out of a, a church plant. I actually left that church now, but I tried to push almost. I mean, it was the Life Report for three years there, right? and there was interest. For some reason, it never actually launched, So, which makes me now think maybe there wasn't actually interest. Now, uh, Brian, did you have a question? Because we're, we're we're doing exactly what you predicted. And I have more no, thoughts, no, no. 
but I want to pause for you. No, no, keep going. Well, uh, keep going. So, so but, you had five listeners. Two of them didn't like the zombie talk. <laughs> no, no, well, the zombie talk was fine. Nobody <laughs> listened to the life report, though. I, well, okay, I do want to say before we go too far. I, I, we're assuming people know what the life report is. I'll just quickly state a great idea. You should do it at your own church. So the, let's say the sermon conversation or the sermon topic was on what spiritual discipline do you want to pick? Uh, fasting. Fasting. Okay. So the sermons on fasting, we do a podcast episode on fasting, but tackle the subject from a different point of view and not necessarily a contradictory point of view. Just let's talk about it in a different way than the pastor talked about it. So they go hand in hand. It was a supplement to the sermon. I still think this is a great idea. I, I, I feel like I want to do another life report, but we don't go to the same church. Right. Would your, would your, um, I mean, maybe it's a surprise by hope. Yeah. So first episode, I know we had skip on. Right. And he, I, I feel like he was worried. Like he wanted to be on because he was well, worried about what it would be like. I think it was a good call from him because it, it like that kind of gives it the pastoral oh, stamp of approval. Legitimizes us. I think he listened to the second episode and then quickly dropped off after the that. The pastor didn't listen? Yeah, the pastor did not listen. But one of the things that, that I think it has become a staple of ours over the years is not everything you do goes well. And when something goes bad, we try to lean into it for the sake of humor, like ancient alien astronauts. And we did that with the life report very early on when we realized nobody was listening. We started a contest to give away our autographed show notes. <laughs> yes, I remember that. Casey won. Okay. <laughs> she oh, was, I wow. think, the only person listening. I remember we did a life report meetup at Chili's it, or no, TGI Fridays. TGI Fridays. Yeah. And had... Like we all fit at a table. We had one table. <laughs> we fit into a booth. Yeah, so that did, that also did go out. We, I mean, good memories though. We, and Brian, I, I don't know if this is where you're going with it, but I'm going to say this and then turn it over to you. I do think we learned the ropes through the life report. So when we got to the sci-fi Christian, we were ready to hit the hit the ground running. So yeah, we started the life report. I think it launched in September. We launched the sci-fi Christian a few months later in January. So yeah, we had. Four months or so of of practice right. we, of weekly podcasting. Uh, yeah, when it was like training camp. Yeah, exactly. All right, Brian, up back to you. Okay. Well, I do feel like season one was also a little bit of practice. That's oh, true. But, wow. that, that's but, very true. <laughs> but uh, no, no, no. Um, I, another thing I was going to ask about something you mentioned early on was the Rebel Underground. Do you remember that? I, I do. do. Yeah. Why don't so you was talk that going to be like an overarching? Uh, were you going to have multiple podcasts? Yeah, we and... were going to start all sorts of podcasts. It, it was a network. You could think of it as a network. That, but just yeah. for our shows. Yes. So that's kind of where it fell apart. Because I think that when when you realize, well, we've got the Life Report, and we've got the Sci-Fi Christian, and then maybe Matt would do his own show, and I'd do my own show, and then time eventually becomes a factor. I don't remember ever taking seriously doing our own individual shows unless you had an idea I never knew about. But I, I mean, we had two Life Report and Sci-Fi Christian. So the network is the Rebel Underground. We had a, we had a logo that did you make it or I don't remember. Somebody made a logo for us. So yeah, Brian, it's funny you bring that up. I haven't thought about that other than just it still pops up on our YouTube videos. From yeah, we, we had a, a YouTube page for it. We yeah. had uh, a website for it. We had a website. Yeah, because it was going to be like a, we were going to have a feed from the like a RSS feed yeah. that would combine all of the individual oh, podcasts. I didn't know we had a website for it. Yeah, no. Wow. So that's that, Brian. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. I was going to ask. These are unplumbed uh, so facts. 
What's that? I said these are unplumbed facts. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you're good with it, I did want to go through a few of the episodes um, and, and get your thoughts on some of them. Oh. Uh, but uh, I guess the first thing I was going to ask was kind of circling back to what Ben alluded to. And uh, he was wondering if, if uh, Matt, you were uh, playing, playing up on the uh, YouTube video uh, for humor's sake. Um, I was going to ask, how much would you say you're almost playing a character when you're podcasting? Oh. And has that increased or decreased since season one? Because you can definitely tell, um, like, Ben is much more optimistic in season one. Mm-hmm. Matt is much more um, combative um, and apt to uh, uh, to push back and argue. So is that ways that you've actually changed in the last 10 years or is that uh podcasting style or or talk about that a little bit that's a very good question uh ben do i go first or should i do it you, you go ahead i i to answer your first question do we play characters in a sense there are some things that we probably like there's some ways i don't know how to put it without sounding weird there probably is some ways i act on the show that like i i'm okay i'll give you an example i'm more safe about what we want to put on the air. So I might try to rein Ben in more on the on the show than I would in real life. Like That's for true. example, we had Ben and I had lunch today and I'm not like trying to keep him from saying <laughs> inappropriate things because no one else could hear. So but that's not necessarily playing a character. That might just I guess what I'm trying to say is I probably am a little bit different on the show, but just for the sake of the audience and for my own editing time later. Yeah, I mean, there's no such thing as reality TV, so there's no such thing as, you know, reality podcasting from that perspective and that having a recording that's going to go out to people who listen and then be played back 20 years when you're trying to get some promotion, yeah. cancel culture is raging on. Like, obviously, that's going to change uh, the way that you do some things. But that said, I, I'd say it's probably become less so over the years. I think, you know, my opinions, I, I'm fairly... I, I like I censor myself, believe it or not. I do censor myself uh, a lot for the the limits that I would push. Uh, I'm not pushing those limits here. You know, my my language might be a little saltier in real life than it is here on the show and all of that. So there's some self censorship there. But otherwise, it's like what I what I believe is you know what I think is out here. Mm-hmm. I do think Ben tried to be nicer during yeah, season one. Yeah, that's true. Uh, That's but, true. I but, was trying to be friendly and personable. But also, Ben and I didn't know each other as well. So if you look at 2011 when we start recording, at that point, we'd known each other for about a year and a half. So we were still in a new friendship. So it's possible yeah. you were even nicer to me until you got to know me better. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think I'd become quite as jaded yet by all the crap that's yeah. out there. No, like well, I, I just uh, did the time loop on uh, episode 35 about top five dreams and... So I, when I do those editing, I do listen to the news section just for fun. I listen to the whole episode, even if we don't keep it on the time loop. And it is interesting to hear you get excited about something related to Batman or superheroes in general. Like now we're not even, I'm barely allowed to talk about superheroes. Or right. Um, right. I think that, Brian, to continue to answer your question, I think that at some point Ben did start acting, and you can correct me if you think I'm wrong, kind of acted crabbier than he actually was in real life on the show and i'm not and but i in a sense i think it's maybe mellowed to 
where he does still have strong opinions about things and does think lots of things are dumb. So I think right now we're at sort of the, the real Ben. I think yeah, that we I think we've seen like maybe it's been worse for the sake of the podcast, like more extreme. Yeah. But I but it probably was true to a certain extent, right. but more extreme for fun. I but, think that's a good observation. And it actually like when you talk about the whole real life versus podcast thing, if there's filters I put on, yeah. there's filters I take off too. Yeah. In other words, if a coworker uh, who I'm not super close with or whatever, one of my employees will mention that, uh, like I had an employee who, who I like a lot and, and is one of my best workers mentioned that he, he re- really liked uh, Rise of Skywalker. Oh. Well, I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't really like it. But, That's you know, what you said? That yeah, was your response? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so there's in real life filters that exist too. Uh, that maybe are, are taken down a few notches when it comes to the podcast. I'm interested, Brian, in what you said about me being more combative during season one. I, I don't remember that necessarily, but as I'm just trying to self-analyze what could have changed, it could be that... So I, in in general, I don't feel like I'm conflict-adverse, but maybe for the sake of the show, maybe I would tone that down it potentially. It feels like you're being a little combative right now. <laughs> and th- but I also think... Uh, if you've listened to the episodes, you can probably tell Ben is very good at arguing his point. Even if I don't agree, it is sometimes hard to state a point better against what he's describing. I would have been a good lawyer. Yeah, so I, if I'm just self-analyzing, it's possible I cut back on getting into debates because I realize even if I have a good point, he'll probably be able to explain it better, his side. So yeah. I'm just not even going to try. I'm just, I don't know. That might not be true, but I'm just trying to think through what could have made me less combative over 10 years because in real life, I might be more combative. I mean, not between me and you, but in general. I mean, I definitely, I I don't mind getting into conflict for the sake of future resolution. Right. Yeah. Resolution. That is the problem with debates, too, and why I think when we have debates, they, they happen organically. But why I'm I'm glad we're not a show that manufactures that because debates are the worst way. To, to arrive at a satisfying conclusion because they're more about the technique of the debaters than they are actually any level of truth or fact or analysis. Yeah. Uh, but I, I really am interested in this topic because I've many times thought we're not exactly the same in real life. Uh, but then in other ways, if you hung out with us, well, Brian, actually, you could answer this question. You have hung out with us at supper uh, not too long ago, just a couple years back. Did you feel like we were different in real life or about the same? Hmm. Yeah, that is a good question. Um, I think uh, I think I remember thinking that Ben was shyer. Yeah. In real life, um, that's that's pretty much all I remember. <laughs> I I remember Matt being super friendly and gregarious as he is on the podcast. Um, so no, it's probably it's probably about the same. I no, I, I think the, that's one hundred percent true. Few minutes get together. I'm not good at small talk. I, I mm. can talk for a long time if there's a topic. And mm. It's a topic I know a lot about. But like my version of hell is the coffee and donuts time after church. Oh, yeah. Unstructured social interaction I, I, I don't like. Yo, we've never had this conversation, Ben, uh, about ourselves. But I also don't like small talk. Yeah. And so I'd much rather go deep with one person and really Agreed. learn about their life than ask how your weekend was i I kind of hate that yeah and it's hard for me to uh like if somebody just wants to pop into my office for a minute it's hard to have that conversation even though i can like you and i have the ability to do it uh so 
it's interesting we do a podcast where we do go deep on topics. So, yeah. wow, that makes sense. Okay. It's not true with everybody. It's, it's interesting because, and this would be a whole different side topic, but there are circumstances. I mean, when I say unstructured, that can be very loosely defined as to what it is. So, like, for example, when I've gone up and hung out with the Rainies for a weekend at their cabin and, you know, you're just hanging out, there's not necessarily an agenda, but yet the personalities and the type of friendships there naturally, I think, lend themselves more to uh, interesting topics, deeper topics, that type of thing. And I, I do well there. I do, though, you know, on the flip side, I like I, I enjoyed meeting Brian and Melissa. And I, I think when it's there's a, a, a structure behind it. Of at least something along the lines of we're, we're, you know, you're in town, we're getting together to meet each other. Like, to me, there's enough structure there where it doesn't feel awkward. What is incredibly awkward is the wandering around, you know, the coffee and donuts thing. Okay. You're just thrown into this giant mess of people that you're supposed to talk to. Like, I don't want to talk to them. Why would I want to talk to them? Uh... Update on the Rebel Underground, by the way. What do you find out? The YouTube channel. Yes. Which has one subscriber. Who is it? Me? I don't know. Can you check? Uh, the Reb Underground. I'm gonna look this up right now. Okay. This is not great for the air, but I'll, Brian, you should talk for a second while I search for the Reb Underground. I I don't think I can see it, but yeah. There it is. We got videos. We so. The videos that are on here are largely pre-shows. Do you remember doing pre-shows? Yes, I absolutely do. Because we would put this out on Facebook and say, here's what you can find on our podcast. On the Life Report, we're going to be talking about John Stott's book, Chapter 4. And over on the Sci-Fi Christian, it'll be about zombie Jesus. Right. Uh, yeah, no, this is great. And then there's a there's a time lapse of me setting up our equipment for anybody that would find that interesting. I, I want to confirm for you, I am the one subscriber. Oh, okay. I just was going to click subscribe. And, and it says I am subscribed. Well, maybe I'll put out a video on there just for you. Would you? I, I would love that. All right, I might post some of these videos just in general, like out to yeah, our no, Facebook. they're good. Maybe we could put. And this. I'm pretty sure, even though we've lost everything from the life report that was on the Epic Life website, the YouTube channel's still there. What? Yeah. Does it have the full audio? No, not for most of the episodes, but there's videos we did. Okay. Well, I'm very excited about this. I, I, I'll be happy to watch this. Hey, Brian, you'd said you want to dive into the episodes, which I'm happy to do. I was going to say about the episodes. Life Report Podcast is the YouTube okay, channel. Okay, I'll check that out. I was going to say about the episodes. I remember early on, and maybe this is where I don't want to steal your thunder, so maybe you're going to talk about this. But uh, early on, we had a lot of episodes that were like, how does this sci-fi thing fit in with the worldview mm -hmm. of a Christian God? But is that kind of where you're going with this? Yeah, definitely. I was, I was going to ask about... Uh, I mean, uh, tell me about how you, I guess it might be more interesting to hear about how you moved away from that, because uh, it, there's some really good episodes, uh, like you did, uh, let's see, The Dark Knight on Trial. Well, the very first, was, I mean, episode three. We, yeah, we had the pilot, and then the very next episode, the second episode was, are aliens compatible with the Bible? Right, right. You had uh, your clones episode. Um, yeah, you did that quite a few times. Um, even to the point where you're doing like a top five missionary superpowers mm -hmm. because you didn't just want to talk about superpowers. It had to be, I guess, Christian related. So you, you made it missionary oh, superpowers. You're right. We, we were definitely more Christian in season one. And and just as a quick side note, there were, we were trying to do 
top five episodes every five episodes at first. Yeah, that, it was gonna do. We, there were gonna be a ton of countdowns originally. So if you look through episode five, top five messiahs, episode eleven, top five superpowers, episode fifteen, top five sci-fi worlds. So there is a pattern. Yeah. So how come you moved away from that? Uh, ben left the show in season two. <laughs> <laughs> and so episode so we we did 39 episodes in season 1 and then we we did follow that formula every 5 episodes we had a countdown and then I did not continue it in season 2 and I don't know if I forgot or if it just didn't work I think on the the topics though it's a little bit gimmicky and so I don't love it you know the like is this compatible with the bible i think that if there's an actual hook there that's interesting to talk about from a philosophical point of view oh, we get there and i think like when you think of the virtual ethics episodes or something like that uh, we've gotten there but i it, it could be a little bit of going too far in the other direction but i'm i'm very uh, allergic to kind of the let's do a Bible study based on the Dark Knight Rises and what can that teach us about our faith and now here you know that type of thing Which I is, can't stand it. This is another idea in case I, I think we mentioned this in the show, but at one point after episode three and we got a good response from the listeners that was called the Dark Knight and Trial where we asked is Batman morally what was it morally good uh, I don't know but we you and I Ben were going to write a like Christian living devotional book about that subject. We didn't know how it would work with the rights for DC and whatnot, but right. we had that idea. We did not do that. No, we've had many abandoned book projects over the years. <laughs> you know, my favorite, have we ever talked about the novel we were going to write? No, I think it's time to just let it go back. That is, I, I can't share that story. I, I, I think we should share it, but it's season three. Do you want to is share it, it now? But it, I, I don't know if it necessarily slots in anywhere. Uh, just, Brian won't even know this. So, so <laughs> That you know, we over the years gotten added to various Christian sci-fi writers groups. Well, actually, I'll just add on. Still to this day, yeah, all the time we we you can tell it's somebody who Googled sci-fi and Christian came across our podcast and probably thought perfect they'll review my book. Yes, and they're not <laughs> listeners. For example, the Rainies are different because I believe I could be wrong with this. I believe they listened before they asked us to check out their book. Yes. Well, I mean, we get all sorts of strangers asking us to review their book here, which is something we we basically don't do. I mean, right. very rarely do we review books the, these days. The Rainies are also different in that they have talent. So <laughs> w- without prejudice, one of the features of a lot of, not all of them, but a lot of these self-published Christian sci-fi books is that they're terrible. And you can tell just at first glance that they're terrible. The other feature that's interesting of these Facebook groups that exist out there is that they love cross-promotion of each other. So they're all endorsing each other's books. So we had an idea that we were going to create a, a fake profile and and write an intentionally bad Christian science fiction book with the purpose of having everyone else in the group promote it. And, the, I, and so we were going to have a, a very real book you could buy. Yes. That where, and the how we were going to create it is, Ben would write one chapter, send it to me. I'd read it, write the next chapter, send it back to him. Yeah. And that was going to be it. Do you remember what it was going to be about? It had uh, something to do with time travel and dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. That's yeah. all I remember. It was something about a guy who, like, yeah, I think he was a paleontologist. Yeah. And he ended up back in time. Right. I did write the first chapter. You did. 
It was on me, listeners. So <laughs> the second chapter if you're, never if, got. If written. you're sorry that this never happened, I should see if I can find it because I'm sure I have it. Uh, it's got to be in an email exchange somewhere. Oh yeah. So this is. I'll totally take the blame on this. I love the idea. For some reason, I just never followed through, and it got away. It would have been a coup because it 100 would have worked. There's no it, like if we had actually the hard part would have been writing the book. But if we had arrived at the point where we had a finished book, <laughs> fooling these groups into endorsing it would have been a breeze. That part would have been very easy. All right. I'm just searching That's right amazing. now to see if I can find it. Yeah, you need to find that. I'll, I'll, try think, to, I'll try to track it down. I think with, uh, with what you just said about uh, uh, people asking to read their, their terrible books and, uh, and having a problem with uh, you know uh, Bible study on Batman Sunday school material. I think um, I think my problem with it is not as much the the um, I guess the heart behind it of let's think Christianly about everything we come across and more uh, we can have things that are low quality or we can take right. anything and, and kind of slap the label Christian on it and think very shallowly um, you know. Yeah, I mean, I have one other problem with it, though. And it just, yeah, I totally agree with you, though, that the, the heart behind a lot of these people, and that's why I'm not throwing out any names. Like, there's podcasts and YouTube channels that I'm aware of that do this, and I could rattle off a number of them because every now and then I go down that rabbit hole of just being somewhat horrified by what's out there. But their heart's 100% in the right place, or at least all in, all indications are that it is. And they they genuinely love this stuff. They want to come at it from a Christian perspective. They, they want to lead people closer to God, you know, well-meaning things, all of mm -hmm. that. But the other problem with it is that the second you say, my frame on a piece of literature or a movie or any type of art is going to be this kind of Bible study frame, like you're missing the what the actual work of art can tell you you know you're missing the artistic interpretation uh and it, it becomes like let's get a life lesson out of this like we just did 16 weeks as you know on moby dick if we went into moby dick with like what's a bible study of moby dick like what do, what can god teach us through moby dick it's not that god can't teach you something through moby dick but it is that that's the wrong answer and that by instead saying this is a great work of art i don't want to come into it as much as i can and this is impossible to to do this 100%, but as much as I can, I want to come to it without an agenda and just say, what is this work of art? What themes, what ideas, what philosophical points, what, what transcendent experiences are present here? And then let me experience that. And the second I say, I'm after a life lesson from this, I, I've traded all the depths of something like Moby Dick for something that's ultimately very shallow. Right. Yeah, I think the best or the the shortest way, maybe the best way I've heard it put is that uh, the power of art is not didactic. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. And make it that you. I you know I feel like we're kind of uh, being down on these season one episodes, but if you look at <laughs> if you look at episode two, oh. I just want to say this real quick. Episode two, are aliens compatible with the Bible? Going into that episode, I might have said no. Coming out of that episode, I say I said yes. It's simply, and then, and then this, what I learned in that episode would apply to future episodes. If Ben, I think Ben laid this out. If tomorrow we find out on the news, aliens have arrived on earth. Would you listener 
suddenly stop believing in Jesus? And for many of us, the answer would be no. So therefore, yes, <laughs> aliens are compatible with your your biblical worldview. And that's the other problem. It's that, and, and this would have been a solvable problem, but there is a framing problem there in that is it compatible with you know with the Bible? Well, pretty much everything is compatible with the Bible, short of you know going back in time and Jesus didn't exist or something like that. Like Christianity is, there are things that would make it change and change how you interpret things, but Christianity is not just going to go away. So you're saying that line of of conversation was going to die out soon? Yeah, yeah, because we did it to. I don't want to steal your thunder again, Brian. I'm just going to say what I have here. Uh, is the Bible compatible with aliens? We also did ghosts. I think we did zombies. Clones. Uh, Bigfoot. <laughs> we didn't do Bigfoot. Oh, yes, we did. The search for Sasquatch episode but that 12. Wasn't, like, that, that was not saying, uh, is the Bible compatible with Bigfoot? Yes, we did. We talked about how Why it could the, be. The, the, it's... <laughs> It's an ape. The multiverse. Uh, what else? Do we? I'm, I might be done now. But that, yeah, we did it. We did that same type of episode many times in season one. So the yeah, the the more interesting frame on it would be if that happened, how would it change the way that we would, uh, you know, our theology, philosophy? How would it it alter the way you view the world and your faith? And that's a more interesting question because it doesn't assume this binary of well. You know, aliens showed up. I, I guess Christianity had a good run. It's more like, okay, if aliens showed up, what would that do? What are the implications mm -hmm. of that? All right, Brian, back to you. That's true. That's true. But I think you you can get there even from those season one episodes. So you're right, Matt. I don't want to be I don't want to be totally down on those. I, I thought there were some really good episodes, and if you go look through the uh, the list, I I do recommend listening to them. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think what Ben is saying is well. You recommend listening to some of them. <laughs> Let's be honest, SFC well, got blue. It, it, it breaks my heart a few times. Well, I mean, when you when you come out with the search for Sasquatch, <laughs> I don't know what else I'm going to do. There, there might be a few rough spots in there. So maybe that's a good transition. I don't even know unless there's there's others that you want to go through chronologically specifically for episodes um i was thinking we could switch over and uh look at the awards that you handed out in season one not all of them but uh some of the highlights and uh that might uh bring up some more discussion and then i've got a, a couple statistics for you so which one what do you want to do first uh yeah let's take a break i do have some episodes i might want to mention but let's do the awards and we'll come back we'll take a little break okay yeah some of them might come up here um so uh of course you've started time looping your your episode of the year winners. Um, and from season one, that was the uh, Lord of the Rings. Um, so I know you've, you've talked about that this year. I think uh, my favorite actually from that year was duel of the fates. Oh, um, I th that was a uh, really thought provoking, even, even being a still kind of what we were just talking about, but uh, jumping off from the adjustment bureau to talk about free will and, and sovereignty. Uh, I thought that was very interesting. <laughs> yeah, I also love that episode. It has you know the Star Wars inspired title, although nothing to do with Star Wars. But nowadays, even though uh, Brian, you and I agree that this is a fun topic to discuss, current Ben would not even waste his time with such a discussion. Yeah, free will versus predestination. <laughs> and I think we talked about open theism at that time also. I mean, I, I, those are still like the concept of free will is still a very interesting one uh, to me, and we've we've actually touched on that very recently. 
I mean, it, it comes up. Uh, you've talked about it in your Moby Dick episodes, right? I think it's just more organic for some of these. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think that the concept of, um, you know, the whole tired Calvinist Arminian debate, mm. we don't need to have that. And I'm not <laughs> implying it's not an important debate, but we don't need to be the ones who have it. So we should say, Brian, before you keep on reading these award winners, that the every year we do listener voted winners. So this is the you know the 2011 listeners. That's what they picked. That's true. So you're going to still say that these are the listeners voted. You're not. Uh, you don't have your thumb on the scale for any of these. I I think there. I'll be totally open. I think there may be. If if I look at the last ten years of podcasting, it's possible that there were times that we like maybe influenced it slightly, but not. I would say as a whole, maybe one percent of the time. Uh, there is I mean, one category that you have put your thumb very squarely on the scale, and we didn't. I don't even know if we it's ever life had report. it. It's a, you're thinking of the life report, right? I, I think so. We, we had a listener of the year, yeah, we did award, and and I'm still a little bitter about this. You refused to let the vote stand. You, we had to give a dual award to everybody who was nominated because, which uh, you know, in fairness to you, when you only have three listeners, best not to alienate them. <laughs> but but. That I, I I would have supported having a winner. Yeah. And it, when I say 1%, that even might be too high. I'll, I'll give you specifically what I mean. If it's like there's a tie, I may let Ben know, all right, it's down to these two episodes. Yeah. So if you're going to pick one of those, you will actually help us come up with the winner. Because I usually am the one that's ta- uh, tabulating everything. So No, that's true. So I guess then to answer your question, question Brian, I do try to keep it as listener voted as possible. Uh, but I can see there being times where maybe I, I told Ben, okay, you got to pick between these two so I can have a winner. Nowadays, though, I think I would yeah. just give it to both. Like, yeah, I, think I, I hate that. Like, I hate the, that. Like, this year, I think, like, if we were to do it this year and it was a tie, I think I would have, like, two winners. I hate, I hate the concept of having two winners. Okay. <laughs> so. I would yeah. rather declare everyone's a loser. Brian, I want you to feel free to ask us anything. I'm, I'm willing to to have a, a totally open book for these conversations. Yeah. Anything yeah, you've I mean, ever I, anything you've ever wanted to know, it's going to be revealed in this series. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got some good stuff coming up then cuz there's uh yeah, I'll yeah. I won't, I won't lay all my cards out on the table. Yeah. But uh no, I I asked that tongue in cheek, but I did wonder how Kobe got uh voted guest of the year. Oh, uh, are you sure was, that wasn't one that you Who was he up against? Uh at least Skip Oh, that's easy. Um, I don't know who else off the top of my head. <laughs> I mean, it was a it was a early early vote. Yeah, I mean, Kobe. That's a good point. Kobe was uh, the reason we did the search for Sasquatch episode. He came with the content for that one, yeah, and that, it was his first appearance. Wasn't? Didn't he get up and go to the bathroom in the middle of the episode? Yeah, he did. He left. Which I mean, we we could have paused the recording, but we did not. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's true. So uh, Kobe would will appear uh, on the next history episode. Everybody for season two. That's true, and that uh, that segues me into a worst episode of the year, which you you gave out at that time. Um, we should bring that back. Let's bring it back. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I like that category. It was Lost Part Two that won that one. Mm-hmm. Although uh, <laughs> I, I will say, you guys, the, the worst episodes are not the ones you remember. It's the really long episodes that you forget. Like, like what do you That's mean? True. So, like, the worst one, for my money, was the uh, Superhero Summer Movies recap. You did oh. a two-hour episode <laughs> where you just talked about 
superhero <laughs> what movies. What a piece of crap episode. <laughs> wow. Like, that no, sounds horrible. Able. What do we do? Let Brian tell us. What, what do we do in that episode? I mean, it's just what it sounds like. It was two hours of <laughs> just superhero movies from 2011. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time capsule, though. Well, please, please do not time loop that. Yeah. No, that's a good point, because I think we, we talk about... We, when we talk about worst episodes, we're talking about ones that went off the rails. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like that episode was very much on the rails for what it was planned to be. It was just terrible. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So then I, we get something like Top 5 Dreams, which you talk about being a terrible episode, yes. but is actually a must-listen. Really? I, because we just time-looped that one, and... I even re-listening to it, it feels embarrassing to me. Right. That's <laughs> like, probably why it's a must listen. Let's let's be honest. I don't what, think it's for the quality. What did you why did you think it was a must listen? I mean episodes like that, episodes like um What's in the Bat Cave. Oh yeah. That are coming up in, in a bit. I, I don't know. I just laugh through the whole thing. Okay. Well it's, that's so I have a funny, funny episode or a funny story about what's in the Bat Cave. But save, save it for when we get there. But can I share it now? It's not season one. We, we, we're this gonna, is season one. No, what's in the Bat Cave isn't from season one. Oh, he just yeah, mentioned not, it. Sorry, okay. sorry well, I brought it up. Bring it up yeah, again, yeah. though. Don't forget your story. I'm sorry you brought it up too. Uh, you know when you talk about the summer movie thing, though. I don't remember that episode happening. Ever, but no, You're but right, there is Brian. something that happens, and I feel like I've now stopped it from happening. But for a while, no, I haven't. I think it's gotten better, but but every now and then you want to read through a list of things that are coming out soon. That's every year. I do that at yeah, the beginning of every year. I feel like that's that same thing. This was the worst, though. This was our reflections on the past summer, and we actually talked about everything. Oh, that you saw does it. sound worse. It would have been like Green Hornet, Green Lantern, Captain America, Thor. Yeah, that does sound terrible. I do think, though, you just reading all- off a, a release list is not, not great. You watched all of those episodes. All I those know. Movies. I can't believe what it. What a weird time. I remember going to see Thor in 3D with Skip, and the 3D was so terrible I couldn't tell what was happening. Yeah, we did not see that movie together, but we did do an episode on it. Brian, I'm glad you're bringing these episodes back to mind. I was just noticing, and maybe, I, I don't know if you're going to bring this up, but you do have hints even though Ben was mostly nice during season one, you have hints <laughs> of where things were going to go with like episode eight sci-fi movies we hate, hate, hate. And then episode 11, or sorry, episode 17 was called Rants and Recommendations. And I feel like we've used that recently even. Rants and Recommendations? Yeah. I don't know. I wonder what sci-fi movies I hate, hate, hated back then. Oh, definitely Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, those are offensive. Uh, Battle. No, what's that Earth one? Battlefield Battlefield Earth. Battlefield Earth, yeah. I haven't seen that movie actually. All right, Brian, back to you with the, the votes and the winners. Uh, let's see. Yeah, you also hated The Happening. Oh, yeah. Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. Alien Resurrection. That was some of the others yeah. on the list. Those are um, some bad choices, though, because a lot... Like, I haven't seen Mario Brothers since I was a kid. Yeah. I, it's not a good movie. I have no desire to watch it, but I can't say I hate it. I mean, it was on your list of every copy should be burned. Wow. So you felt differently then. I had 10 years... All right. Uh, I wasn't going to go through all of the of the awards, but the other, the last one I'll mention is the uh, lack of follow through, oh. uh, which you probably remember. That was uh, the first first time Alan the Alan Moore episode. Right. Promised. Wow, I can't believe it's been ten years. I mean, should we talk about the Alan Moore episode right now, Ben? Just a little bit. Do or you not? want to? Well, do I mean, wa- it's been a joke. I have an idea. 
I've, I've told you off there. Do you want to talk about it now or not? Do you remember even? I, I don't. So we can talk about it now. Well, for 10 years, we've been, we keep on bringing up this Alan Moore episode that we're going to do. And I was thinking, Brian, and let me know what you feel. What if we actually do it for real this year and just finally knock it out of the park? I think it would be good. I mean, that was episode eight <laughs> that you promised it. I think we should do it. It'll like be a thousand and eight. What if that's our episode 1000? This is no, the Alan Moore episode. <laughs> or we, we, we could do a thousand and eight. I don't think we can get to a thousand and eight this year. I don't, but if you want to, I guess I could. No, I, I think we need to slow down our episodes for this year. No, let's slow down after we get to a thousand. Uh, We're already so close. Let's, let's do it and be done with it. And then, um, we, then we can slow way down. So the one thing with Alan Moore episode, there's there's two obstacles. Number one, what would we talk about? Well, at the time you said there was some documentary about him that you wanted to talk about. Like something well, about was, him worshiping a snake god? Yeah, he does worship a snake god. Okay. So there's some interesting things. Uh, I am curious in, uh, about his novel he published, but it's like 2,000 pages long, so I haven't gotten around to it. What, about, what do you think, Brian? If we did an Alan Moore episode this year, what would you want to hear us talk about? I mean, I can't imagine it. I can't imagine you'd put any work into it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the snake god thing, that writes itself. Yeah, it's got to be just you going off the Wikipedia page of him. And uh, I don't know. I, I would think you would wing it, right? Uh, yeah, it would like be a disaster. A minute episode. It would be a disaster. I do want to. I want to come back to the lost part too. But I, I, I kind of like that you're reading the winners, Brian. Does that bug you to just tell us a few more other the winners? I can give you a few more. Yeah, let's hear a few more. But I want to talk about lost part two in a second. Yeah, we'll we'll circle back to that. Uh, you did give a countdown of the year, and that was the the top five superpowers. For the missionary uh, field. Mission. That was actually kind of a funny episode. And you yeah. sang on that one. Did I? Right. Yeah, Be a Missionary Every Day. Oh, yeah, I remember that song. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, you did do just top five superpowers that you wanted, but you felt, but you did for missionaries first. Oh. Uh, I, I guess to, you know, I think you had mind control as your number one. Oh, yeah, if I was trying to evangelize. Right. Yeah. Yep. Just to override <laughs> their free will and. It, it, I do think if you look at these episodes, just listen to a few of these, Brian. Episode six, state of the superhero movie. Episode eleven, top five superpowers. Uh, episode one, tw- or sorry, episode twenty, top five sidekicks. And then you already mentioned summer movie recap of superhero movies. I think I had a stronger influence on the, yeah. <laughs> the that content during season one. Eventually, yeah, I just got fed up with all these superheroes. That's probably why you were like, I think I could live without the sci-fi Christian for one year. <laughs> you also had uh, The Dark Knight Rises was coming out, and you guys were you spending so much time talking right, about that. Right, right. We, we had a specific portion of the news section for Batman news. Yeah, we had a countdown. And, and Brian, tell everybody who was the most... Ex- funny segment. What was that, Brian? Sorry, I talked over you. Oh, no, Sorry. I was just going to say, I think I think that's still your longest running segment was Dark Knight News. Okay, and, and tell the listeners who was the most excited for that movie. Oh, definitely Ben. By well, I have no shame. I, I, I stand by that. I've not changed my opinion about the Dark Knight trilogy. So, Brian, I don't know if you have any notes about this, uh, and I don't know if you could even necessarily tell listening but not living through it, but there was some point during the first year where Ben did start to get like <laughs> more crabby and it kind of felt like i'm not sure he even wants to be here anymore and lost part two is kind of where we like that's that was like where we hit the wall because i forgot how lost part one ended but we 
we were like done for the day. We had to stop, but we wanted to come back and finish the conversation. Well, I promised that I had some stuff. Yeah. And so the last part two starts, and I think you're remembering you were supposed to prepare something for the first yeah. time so that we rehash Lost Part One over again. And I just find I kind of feel like when I hear about that episode, even though I love Lost, I feel like they're uncomfortable episodes to record. Do you feel that way? Like I'm not I'm not saying we were fighting, but it seemed like there was some tension. I mean, we definitely weren't used to yet just rolling without preparation. Yeah, <laughs> we, we've overcome that hurdle considerably. Did, what, did you get anything like that? Any tension in some of those later episodes of season one, Brian? I don't remember it from season one. There have been definitely times where uh, where I've wondered if uh, Ben had a bad day at work or if he had, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, you don't, you never know. Somebody. I mean, his grandma died or something like that. He's right. just he has a, a few episodes in a row where he's extra crabby. He does warn me sometimes when he had a bad day at work. And those episodes, uh, <laughs> I, I probably will. I've like I'm taking out all of the anything that has to do with Marvel. Like okay, well whatever you want to talk <laughs> about. Ben. That's all it takes. Yeah, just pretend well, like that, you had a bad day at work. I, for now, for future news <laughs> episodes, I've had a bad day at work. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think it's like I think people find tension interesting. Uh, don't you like if you're listening to a podcast or a show and and the, they kind of start fighting a little seriously yeah like you don't maybe want it to go all out serious but i think people <laughs> like a little anger i don't know i mean sometimes i'm not i'm not saying you do as not the victim of it yeah but, <laughs> but the audience does all right brian what do you got yeah i've always thought that and we kind of play that up a little bit when we're podcasting if we disagree on something mm-hmm. but i will say uh when you did your your top is it top fifty movies, top twenty movies, Matt, and you were both kind of making that list at the same time, and it was completely the opposite, not confrontational at all. No, uh, wait, which one was this? This is season one or recently? I think it was on, no. So this was recently on the extra feed, I think, where you're making your your favorite movies oh, list. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was helping me create my favorite movies. Right, and I think it was I think uh, it was one of the Rainies that said. It was just like one of his favorite episodes. And there was something very, very listenable about that episode. So it's made me rethink the uh, the playing up the drama aspect. What, what was it? I don't even know what we did on that episode. Do you remember? Well, I, I helped you evaluate what you think. I thought you were actually kind of nice to me on that episode. <laughs> Maybe that was it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so you're saying people like it better when Ben's nice? I'm saying, wow. I'm not saying you should always be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying that episode, it really worked. So right. it made me rethink. Contextually. If that's necessary. Huh. Yeah. Are you going to bring up episode 27? Uh, I was. That one won uh, for interview of the year. All right. It, well, it was when we interviewed a creator named C.K. Kubasik, who uh, currently in, in 2021, not a household name, but <laughs> in 2011. He was making the rounds uh, because he had created a really awesome web series called The Booth at the End. Wait, was that what it was called? The Booth yeah, at the, the End. Booth at the I end. almost said At the End of the Lane. That's a book. The uh, No, The Booth at the End. And we got him to record a, a, a stinger for us. Do you have it? It looked like you're about know. to load it up. No. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the, this is C.K. Kubasik. And, and you're listening to the Sci-Fi Christian. That's right. I forgot about that. So, it, so how it happened is we had been doing so many YouTube videos he was happy that we had given a positive review to the, some of those episodes, and uh, he offered to be on the show. I think that's how. I think you were the one that actually organized it, Ben. Is that I right? was so nervous. Yeah, I remember being very, very nervous. Yeah, and I, I remember we like we ended the interview early, 
And then he was like, well, we haven't really talked about the show. So we did another 20 minutes or so. <laughs> that was very well, embarrassing. I, I mean, we don't do very many interviews. Uh, but I can't remember why we ended it early. Were we just like, we don't want to take up too much of his yeah, time? Yeah, I was very nervous. It was like, I think it was more me than you. Just like, uh, let's just get it over with. Do you have any thoughts on that episode from as a listener, Brian? I mean, it would be much more... It'd be much more interesting if he had done anything else since then. <laughs> That's true. <Yeah. laughs> like if he had but, gone on and been, you know, won five Academy Awards. Yeah. Right. But no, it was, it was definitely a good episode. Um, and it was a good, uh, I did go back and watch that, that web series, um, from listening to that, that episode. And, uh, that was also good. That still, uh, I mean, when you, when you're writing a show that, uh, is basically people talking and you can make that interesting. Um, you know, like a Twelve Angry Men right. type of uh, of a setup. That's not some. That's something that can age well, I guess. So yeah, I'd, that's still an interesting show. I'd like to rewatch that show. I haven't watched it since it originally aired, and, it, and I do think it it wasn't the type of show that necessarily needed to have like a big resolution. But I do feel like it kind of ended without any exact ending. But I still liked it. It had two seasons, I believe, but they so were short. He's done two other things since 2011. Yeah, he's written. A miniseries called What Lives Inside. Hmm. And then he's credited for original story on a movie called The Place. Which came out in 2017? Yeah. I think that one's kind of a remake. Oh. Yeah. Wait, The Place is a remake of The Booth at the End? Brian? I could see that. The Place? I think so. Yeah. Oh, it looks like it's an Italian remake. Oh my gosh! These are all Italians. Let's find this. <laughs> I would love to watch this. I'm serious. Yeah. Wow. That I. That's awesome. I. I just loaded it up on IMDb. It looks exactly like it, but yes, with all different people. Wow. Well, thank you, Brian. The booth at the end. <laughs> You're Italian, right? Yeah. That's yeah. how I. That wasn't cultural appropriation. But don't you do it? I, I won't do it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I. I have. Uh, fond memories of that episode, although I think Ben's right. I, I don't know that we... It, I think we were a little bit off our game because it wasn't like we are interviewing Kobe. Right. <laughs> it was a person who was actually like doing something that other Worth people while, yeah. are, are aware of. and like So he, kinda, he was not famous, but it kind of felt like we were interviewing right. someone famous. It's like every time you do something for the first time, it's going to suck. Unfortunately, we stopped there. <laughs> That's exactly right. So we're like, that didn't go well. We're done for 10 years. <laughs> like, if we'd kept doing celebrity interviews, we would have gotten really good at it. Yeah. That's a good we point. Did not. <laughs> I do think, I mean, maybe we'll come to this later because we have a lot more years of us having people on as guests. And obviously, Brian's here tonight. But at some point, I do feel like you kind of put a firm stop to. Let's just have it be you and me. Guess, yeah. Yeah, you, you don't like guests. I think that's No, clear. I mean, so there's there's shows like that thrive on guests and are based around guests, but we've always been better without it. And not to say that we've never had good guest appearances, because we have, but let's be honest, uh, I'm the best guest. You're the best guest? And that's kind of what this <laughs> show is. I've said that satirically, tongue-in-cheek, but it's a little true. It's a little bit like this is your show. And you have a guest every week, and it just happens to always be me. <laughs> I yeah, I, I could see that. And during season two, you weren't available for, for <laughs> to be my guest. Like you're doing, you know, you you do the intros. Even when I'm doing all the prep, 
you kind of do the intro behind it and everything, and it's it's your show, and I happen to be your guest. Yeah, I mean, you're great at content, uh, and I, I kind of guide the conversation. I do feel like I guide the conversation. Right. I will clarify anything that might go over. Like, if it's going over my head, I assume other right. li- some listeners aren't understanding. Yeah, that you're so, the canary in the coal mine. Yes, perfect. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I'd say that's that's one more difference I would I would point out from uh, season one is that uh, oh we kind of already talked about getting better at podcasting but um, Matt is really good at almost editing live and seeing when conversations are going to go in an uninteresting direction and cutting it off and keeping back on track. Sometimes he cuts them off when they're going in too interesting of a direction. That's <laughs> oh, why we have the uncensored feed. This is a really good note, Brian. I, I almost forgot to mention this, but the entire season one, like right now I do all the producing for the episodes and I have since season two. So episode 40 and on, that's I've edited everything. Episodes one through 39, Ben did all of the production work. So I, I'm not saying I would have done anything differently, but it is... Uh, in some ways, a different, I don't know how to put it, it's a different piece of art right. than what it becomes because you may have different ideas for editing. And yeah, so there's that. So Ben produced all of the episodes one through 39. We don't really edit, like, we've never edited outside of when I start talking about something horribly inappropriate. Or, like, let's say, like, one of us gets a phone call right. with cancer. Yeah, but outside of things like that. Like, there's people who do podcasts and they go through and they edit the whole thing. Mm hmm. I I think that's one of the reasons for our longevity is because that introduces so much extra work. And unless you really enjoy that, and even if you do, there's so much time that's involved with that. Whereas for us, yes, there's still extra work to do with posting the episode. But by the time we are done for the night, the episode's like 95% or more ready to go. That's pretty much true, but especially true for Ben. Right. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's 100% done. <laughs> Ben walks out and just hopes he sees the episode posted soon. <laughs> I'm like trying to figure out, especially adding all these time loops in. Right. It's been tough. But you're, to, you're doing to that at. to yourself. I know, but I, we've got a great thing happening. It's a 10 year anniversary. Uh, uh, we're almost there. Like right now, look at this. Where are we the, at? 58? The most post production work I do sometimes is that sometimes I will go back and see if you edited something out. Yeah. And for the very first time, I won't be specific. Maybe, maybe we can talk about this at a different feed. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying or not? I'll say I'll say was it a piece of listener feedback no uh Ben recently for the very first time I won't be specific oh, yeah for the first time that I can remember Ben asked me to go back and take something out uh, were you shocked I, I I mean a little shocked I mean we get I feel like we should come back and maybe talk about this on the uncensored feed a different day yeah I'll just say it like no, let's let's just, not, yeah, let's yeah, just no, drop it yeah so I agree okay so so th- does that answer your question <laughs> <laughs> and raises more uh yeah and you did you did steal my uh self-deprecatory joke that uh i think everybody knows the best episodes are the or the worst episodes are the episodes with guests so i'm gonna selfishly keep inviting myself on well we like but, you uh, don't worry yeah we need you like for these episodes right when i knew i wanted to do this you were the number one name that came to my head came to my head and i'm glad you said yes I think it was the only name that came to our heads. Number one and only. <laughs> I mean, once if you had said no, I I would have had. I'm not sure exactly. We might have just not had a person. Yeah, we 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 probably wouldn't have yeah. done these. Oh, I think we would have done them, but it wouldn't have been as good. So thank you. 
I, okay. I'm just well, looking all through, I have left. Oh, I, we don't have to stop. I, I'm just I'm looking. There's so much more that we could cover. Like for example, Ben, do you remember we had an episode called the Comics Continuity Conundrum, where we talked mm. about how comic book continuity. Well, you were pretty against it, I think, or for it. I can't remember what you were, what I, you felt <laughs> at this point. I you just know sure the episode care. sounds terrible. We talked about Harry. Uh, the episode. This episode is just called Christians and Harry Potter. I'm sure you don't like that. <laughs> Um, young adult fiction. I mean, we we were not very oh. fancy with our titles back then. Young adult <laughs> fiction. Uh, we've gotten a lot better at titles. I'm pretty proud of our wait, titles. Wait, but we did have some good ones in the beginning. I mean, I want to believe the Dark Knight Trial, uh, Attack of the Clones. I guess that's just stealing a, a movie title. Uh, the Divine Time Machine. See that one? That was my favorite of season one. That's your favorite episode or favorite title? So that one, I, I'm sure I've talked about this on the show before, but that one feels really personal to me because I had often thought, I wonder if God would grant you the ability to go back and change one thing from your life. Let's say I made a mistake. I want to go back and fix that. It, I mean, it's obviously within God's power, but is it something? And I kind of create a mythology in my head around this because I, I thought about this a lot as a high schooler. I remember thinking he'd probably let you do it just one time because you can't be having everybody go back and forth and and yeah. changing things over and over. So you could probably choose one thing. And then, and I also started thinking, well, what if I go back? But then, like, let's say I had known you in high school. I go back to change something, and you also go back to change something. Could our two changes conflict with each other? I, I had, like I said, a right. whole mythology about head about how this could potentially work. Well, and this was driven by the book Replay to some degree, too. Was it? I can't remember. Possibly. I do like that book. Well, I, which I, don't I do remember. have to say about that book, because I did eventually read it, uh, and I listened to it. And my this was probably four or five years ago now, and I listen to audiobooks while I'm biking. I was on a bike tour. I was like 40 miles into a 50-mile ride, and suddenly I'm having a mini existential crisis due to that book. I will say of all the things that ye, I've recommended to you that have disturbed you, that book genuinely disturbed me, yeah. like in a profound way. And I don't, I don't regret reading it because of that by any means, uh, but it's kind of amazing that like I've recommended so many things to you where you're like, gross. Yeah, that, that that made me uncomfortable. That book 100% made me more uncomfortable than anything I've ever recommended to you by I far. I don't think you've ever told me why, but maybe we should talk about it in a different format. I, yeah. I'd like to talk about that we book. We could replay, replay. Replay and replay. I like it. See, that's how a title happens, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, Brian, are there any other episodes you can think of you want to talk about? All I have left is... Uh, a couple statistics. I do want to hear those stats, but as you look, I don't know if you have it in front of you. I have. I just prepared by having the full list of titles right in front of me. Yeah. Uh, as you're glancing through there, are there any that stick out to you that you feel like just might be worth a mention? And I'll say a few also. Uh, you mentioned Zombie Jesus, right? Yeah, I mean, episode seven, which is called Horror and Faith, a.k.a. Zombie Jesus. That We had to do that episode because, in a sense, the whole Sci-Fi Christian podcast came from that weird conversation we had on the life report about zombies and of course it was all tongue-in-cheek but it still made people mad that we right. compared jesus to a zombie uh you know i'll never forget now that we're th saying this i again another story we've told in the past but if we're doing a history episode i was i just think at the time i called you to tell you about this show so we had done the life report we had discussed the idea of doing a sci-fi podcast on the side yeah i was in my class uh it was an evening class i think it went from either six to nine p.m or six to ten what do you, do you remember what it was no, they were late so ten it might have been ten yeah so uh they always do a, a mid class break which a little like maybe 10 to 15 minutes where you get off uh and i 
during the midst of the the that class, for whatever reason, I had thought of the title of the show, The Sci-Fi Christian. And so I immediately ran to go call Ben. I, you you accepted the title with no argument. I mean, do you remember? Oh, yeah. I remember that phone call. Yeah. So It was just a great idea. Okay. So it immediately hit you. You know, now, in some ways, I mean, The Sci-Fi Christian works for us. I, I, I feel like it does pigeonholes a little bit where, like, when I tell people I podcast and they ask what it's called. I am slightly embarrassed that it's called that because I it doesn't exactly explain what we do. It just kind of sounds weird to somebody who doesn't know what we're getting. So I always have to say, well, it's about pop culture and theology and yeah. we talk about anything. But I mean, what, what's your honest feeling? Like, do, do you tell people that you podcast? And if so, do you feel embarrassed to say I, it's called the sci-fi Christian? I rarely do. Like, I don't ever advertise it, but inevitably people find out and and you know some people want to find out about it and i tell them a little bit about it but so, yeah okay. it's not perfectly descriptive but but i'm asking the question do you feel a little embarrassed about the title no i guess i'll just admit i do even though i love the show and it's a, a fun hobby do you to have change it after a thousand episodes should we change the title what could we call it i did i think i did propose once to call it the pop culture christian oh i hate that we didn't do, we didn't do it <laughs> i hate that <laughs> i just think <laughs> matt and ben Talk about things, <laughs> and that's how it's done, people. Right. No, our, um, and I, I mean, obviously, as we'll get to in later seasons, we did stick pretty closely to sci-fi conversations in those early episodes. And at some point, we realized let's just talk about what we like, and now, it, right, it does not matter. And exactly. like, if you look at the things we want to experience by episode ten fifty, yeah, there's going to be all sorts of things that have nothing to do with science fiction. But along the way, I did learn a lot about science fiction. I, I surprisingly, well, maybe not surprisingly to long-time listeners, I was not very in the know on science fiction, fantasy. I mean, I guess, well, for fantasy, I probably still am not. But right. I've learned a lot from Ben doing this episode or doing these episodes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that unless we were to go with kind of a generic jokey title like Matt and Ben talk about stuff. I, I don't know what else you would come up with that would capture what we do. It's yep. in that realm of kind of like, you know, this this podcast niche that's out there. We were one of the early ones and kind of this uh, Christian geek podcast thing. We've done it better than everyone else. And that's not a brag. That's a statement of fact. If you don't believe me, go listen to them. And <laughs> that's mean. That's so mean. <laughs> it's also true, though. It's also true. We're the best. And I'm not saying everyone else is terrible, but we've, we were easily the best. And so we invented this genre. We own this genre. It can be whatever we want. Do you You're agree? not wrong. Brian, do you agree? Thank you. Oh, Brian agreed. Yeah. Wow. I do see here episode eighteen, the multiverse notes from the other side. We did we recorded that on a missions trip. Yeah, and we had I believe two or three extra people, or uh, yeah, uh, at the mics. I can't remember the full group, but like, I feel like there. I'm very excited to talk about the multiverse. Usually, I, for some reason, I don't necessarily have fond memories of that episode. I think no. it might have got a little off track because there's too many people around. Yeah. yeah. What do you agree, Brian? I, I can't remember that episode very well. I'm just kind of remembering my thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, definitely the more guests you have, uh, the the more difficult it is. Um, and yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a super focused conversation. I think you just kind of had some general general thoughts and um, uh, yada yada yada, raccoon Jesus, and uh, that happened. That, on, that happened on the multiverse episode. I think so. What's raccoon Jesus? I don't remember that. 
Well, I think <laughs> I, I can imagine. I don't remember the comment, but I can imagine it's something to the effect of if there was a planet multiverse where we were all raccoons, wouldn't there need mm-hmm. to be a raccoon Jesus? Are you serious? That's what we. Is that really that what it. we said? Mm hmm. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, stats. Let's hear some stats. Stats. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. So, do you want to guess how long your average episode was in season one? Oh, I, I yes. Yeah, so you go first, Ben. I have it. I have a guess. Two Price hours right and course. seven minutes. I was just going to round up to two and a half hours. Uh, no, no, oh, oh sorry, and sorry, sorry. One and a half. Was <laughs> yeah, an hour. 32 minutes would be would be the average. Jeez, those are you long. Get some shorter ones. Like right now this is one of the longest episodes we'll release this year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, I I, I this is other, great. That's the other cardinal rule we're breaking. Don't have guests, don't go over an hour. That's right. That's not really a rule. We used to go over an hour all the time. Well, as you just mentioned, yeah. I, I don't mind going over an hour, but it is rare now. But it, for it's this usually type of, a solid conversation when we do. Like surprised by popes, I think we're yep. all over an hour. That's true. Okay, what do you got next? Right, so then, uh, so that makes the total time that you podcasted, I don't know if you realize this. No. Uh, 60 hours, just a less than a minute under 60 hours, uh, which, uh, if you want to compare that, that's, um, that's about 10 hours under the Bible read by Alexander Scoresby. Oh my gosh. So in the time people listened to season one, they just about could have listened to the entire Bible on tape. I think they uh, made the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> or you could have listened to about two, the first two Wheel of Time books on audio. That's true. Wow. You know, so I'll, I'll keep the uh, cumulative going as we go through the seasons. I wonder what you're up to oh, by season 10. How I many love hours? Man, I, Brian, I love stats. So just, any stats you want to bring to the table, do it. I have some stats of my own that I prepared. Uh, listeners may not know this if they're newer listeners, but we used to, well, specifically during season one only, we would do news at the beginning of the episode and then go right into the full main topic, which is why they got to be so long. And as soon as I got control in season two, I broke those up. But there were some hints of news episodes. Which was the right, that was the right choice. There were some hints of news episodes in season one. The very first news episode we ever did was episode 26. And we just called it, It's Time for Sci-Fi News, because we used to sing that as we went into the news segment. Do you want to do it right now? No, not really. Okay. And episode 37 is a second episode called It's Time for Sci-Fi News. And episode 38, the very first ever sci-fi feedback episode. Ugh. Which now we never do. (laughs) (laughs) We permanently changed that. (laughs) So if you subtract... Okay, so let's just... So we had 39 total... We have a whole wheel of time. Just listen to this. This is my last stat. We had 39 total episodes in season one. Let's subtract those three, which were two news and one uh, listener feedback. That gets us to 36. Multiply that by two. You get to uh, 72 plus those three, 75. So in a regular year, the way we record today with the news separated and the main topic, even though we were only at 39 episodes, we should have been at 72 episodes after season one. Well, you're doing your best to close Did that Did you follow all that? Yeah. No, I stopped listening. And I'll also note that if you look at the release dates towards the end of season one, you'll see, again, this I believe Ben was getting less interested in podcasting at this time. You'll see the dates being more and more spread out. And right. I, I think for those last two months, it was like maybe we were together maybe once a month or twice a month for like a last... 
basically for the fall. I think I I don't have the dates in front of me, but I remember it being really spread out. And that and on that happy note, we get to the dark the dark ages <laughs> of the sci-fi Christian of the Kobe ben, era. Ben's left the show. I'm looking for any guest host. Now that's not that's not exactly true, but that is how it started. And then we landed with some some regulars. Brian, are you pumped to talk about season two? Yeah, I, I was trying to decide if I should do any preparation for it or just uh, wing it. That feels like that would be appropriate for that one. <laughs> I was not winging it. I was working even harder probably for season two, trying to <laughs> to keep that thing going. I can imagine uh, you trying to replace yeah, me. Like, That's a tall task. I mean, in some ways, it's true. We had we had established a rhythm, right? It's, uh, it is true. But I, oh man, I've I've got I've already got some things prepared for season two. I can't wait to do our next installment of the history of the sci-fi Christian, but Brian, with your permission, I'll hit the music and we'll shut this one down. I've got two more for after the music. Oh, you got stats? Two more stats. Oh, all right. No, do it. I'll I'll do the music after. Okay. Your oldest episode that you have not time looped. Do you know this one? Oh, I'm sure I can figure it out, but I bet Ben won't be able to. Let's see. Um, I have no idea. Hmm. This is very interesting. It's got to be, I'm just looking, it's got to be either 6, 7, or 8, episode 6, 7, or 8. I'm trying to remember, I nope, think. It's not 6, 7, or 8. It's before that? Uh, it's after that. I think you've done 6, 7, and 8. I don't know. I don't know if I have. You think we, I don't think we time-looped sci-fi movies that Ben hates. I don't think this is thrilling. This is thr- it's <laughs> thrilling to me. It is. <laughs> For example, I looking at episode 6, the state of the superhero movie, there's no way I should have time-looped that, but I have a, a memory of time-looping it, so I'm sure I did. Yikes. Uh, well then, I, the the next one is obvious. Then I know we've never done dissecting Doctor Horrible, so is that what you're thinking? That's the one I was thinking. I'll I'll have to double check myself. I could be later. wrong, but I don't know about eight. Uh, so that and I was torn on six because, like I said, it doesn't seem like one we should time loop, but I have a memory of time looping it. So, but you're right. Uh, episode thirteen, I had been holding on to this Dr. Horrible movie review because there was so much talk about doing a sequel. I thought, perfect, I'll time loop the first one when the sequel's out. And then here we are in 2021. I do not think that that sequel is coming out. Ben, do you agree? Yeah. Yeah, it's not happening. Joss Whedon belongs in the sewer. (laughs) Do do you agree with that, (laughs) Brian? He has (laughs) fallen from grace. I think we can all admit that. That's true. Okay, I I was the first one to call it. I was yeah, very proud. Of Just wait till wait till Brian. I'm sure Brian will bring it up when we get there. What's your? Na- do you have one last stat? One last one. You want to guess what your shortest episode title in your ten seasons has been? Oh, I mean, I I, I think I know. But do you want to try to guess? Ben? I, I don't know. I've got them all right in front of me, so it's a little bit of a cheat. Right. But it's got to be True. the fir- first episode, right? First episode. Pilot. Wow. Have yeah, we now, had did Ben we, know at the time that that was? You were naming it Pilot because the first episode of Lost is called Pilot. I was actually, I mean, that's the first episode of a lot of TV right. shows. And so that is why I called it that. Well, it's a pilot episode. In fact, I don't even know if it was my idea. I think yeah, Ben called it. Been mine. Came up with that idea. If I could do it over, though, I would have called it something like the series premiere or the. I would have had it called something else besides Pilot, but. Uh, I'm glad we call, called it Pilot. All right, that's all I've got. All right, I'm hitting the music, Brian. You won't hear it. We'll talk to you after the music. But for now, that's all from here. I'm Matt Anderson. I am Ben Bono. We're back. This is Brian Kozer. Thank you, Brian. We really appreciate all your help. We couldn't have done it without you. But for now, so long, folks. Uh, goodbye. I'm Matt Anderson signing off. Uh, 
like, you know, sometimes when I screw up the exit, it's on purpose. And so, sometimes it's because I've just mentally checked out, and tonight was one of those. So did you check out because it got too long for you? Yeah, it was getting too long. Right. I think yeah, the I listeners g- agree. This, this went about 15 minutes too long. All right, I'll try to. I'll, it's my fault. I, I get excited to talk about history. I, I feel like our historian likes talking about history. So, uh, Brian and Ben, I apologize to you. I just love I love the conversation. Right. It was a great conversation that that we should have wrapped it in an hour. Oh, we had extra to talk about for season one. That's true. We had as much. For we had to talk about the life report. We had to talk about the loss yep. report. We had to set the stage with how yep. did it even get created. No, it, it was good. It was a solid episode. I'm, I'm giving some constructive criticism. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Brian, when do you want to come back for season two? Uh, it, it won't take me too long to uh, to get ready for it. So whenever you guys are ready. Well, Ben's gone in a couple weeks. So let's either do it next week or the week no, after. We're not doing it next week. How we, a- no, no, no. We have other. We're I not. We, we're not just doing this. Like, like if we just if we do this every week, it's the only thing we're going to do. All right. How about if we do this on the 17th? Uh, maybe. But I we, was thinking September. Oh my gosh, we'll never get through this in the whole in this year. Then no, we're not going to get through it this year. Uh, it's such a cool. It's thing. It's not going to happen. All right. I'll, I'll. How about on? Yeah, it's either going to be the seventeenth or the thirty-first. Okay, thirty-first. All right. We need to space this out a little bit. Brian, you're back for the thirty-first. Are you prepared for that? Because otherwise, what's going to happen is you're gonna you're gonna message me and be like, "What if we wait another week on the Maltese Falcon?" <laughs> Oh, right. man. You guys need to do that one. I, I just finished the book today, so don't worry. But I haven't okay. watched the movie yet. All right. Uh, I keep waiting for your your uh, July pick for the, the book poster. Is it really July? July? Yeah. We, it's August. I know. Did we mess up? Like, we're, supposed to, we're supposed to do it in June. But technically, you weren't done until like two weeks ago, right? <laughs> that's true. So it's not all <laughs> on me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, listeners, that's over on the extra feed. You can listen to us talk about... The Maltese Falcon. Not, well, for not, not, not for another week. Next week. Next <laughs> week for sure. <laughs> right. All right. We're going to shut this episode down. Tune in for the following episode, which will feature another Cozer, the Melissa version, and we'll talk about the Wheel yeah, of Time. We got to get rolling. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.